right. Welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have joining us live in studio, Stuart Beal, the president of Beal Capital. Stuart, how you doing? Doing great. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate this. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a lot to talk about. Love following your content on LinkedIn. I love all your success stories. I think they're very motivational and people really find meaning in them. Before we jump into all of that and before we talk about what you do, I want to know who you are. So share with our viewers, who is Stuart Beal? Okay, great. So my hobby is real estate. That's what I do. That's what I put out into the world, my passion. Uh, I like specifically buying abandoned buildings or buildings that have not seen productive use for a very long time and Mm -hmm. renovating them and putting them back to productive use. And then I'm also a family man. I have three daughters, a wife, and we live in downtown Ypsilanti where we can walk to all of our favorite restaurants and stuff. And we just like being in the community. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us how you got your start in business. Yeah. So uh, when I was 13, I started a lawn care company like people do, just walking around mowing lawns. And uh, when I was 16, I got my driver's license, expanded the company. And when I was 19, I had uh, 400 customers. And I was uh, going to college at the University of Colorado, so I needed a partner. I took on a partner, and then that partner bought me out of the business for $250,000 when I was 19. Very nice. Yeah, and so uh, the deal was 50000 down and 1500 a month approximately for 10 years. And so that afforded me uh, not only my first uh, investment opportunity, but also I didn't have to take a traditional job because I had that 1500 a month coming in for 10 years. So uh, at 19, I did my first real estate deal. Awesome. So tell us about that deal. That was the one at, at, at 15 North Hamilton, right? That, that five unit? Correct. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I met a man who owned uh, 10 properties in Ypsilanti. And I thought, man, if I could be him someday, if I could own 10 properties, that would be the, the greatest achievement of all time. Um, and he said he wanted to sell a property. He, he said he wanted to sell a property at a time. And so I analyzed the portfolio and realized that there was only one vacant apartment in the whole portfolio. And so it was in this five unit, and I needed a place to live. Hmm. It also happened to be directly across the street from Eastern Michigan University Business School, where I was attending. So I did a house hack, nice. like a, a house hack on steroids, where instead of buying a three-bedroom single-family home and renting out two rooms to your friends, I lived in the fourth or fifth apartment and rented out the other four. Very nice. And then from there, you, your second deal was on Harvey Place, right? A 30-unit? Yeah. Tell uh, us about that. Yeah, so that's an interesting story. I was reading the Ann Arbor News, and back then, uh, people sold apartment buildings uh, in classified listings, if you can believe it or not. And uh, a man was advertising a 30-unit for sale for $600,000, and that was a good deal at wow. the time. The market was pretty hot in 2004. I called him. Uh, he happened to be an EMU professor, uh, and he connected. Uh, I specialize in buying real estate from old people, uh, people that have managed the property for 30 years themselves, and they just are done. You know, mm-hmm. they want to move on. So that was this guy. His name was Assad, and I I drove to his office and I told him that we weren't going to leave without a signed deal. Uh, and he said, you know, how much money do you have? And I said, well, I just did my first deal. Mm-hmm. I, I literally have no more money. And uh, but I'll get it together. You know, I'll make sure we get this deal done. And so he gave me a free option, basically, and we signed a contract right then. And then as I was leaving, uh, he ran out of his office saying, uh, Stuart, a man's on the phone uh, offering me 800000 for this property. And I said, well, Assad, we just talked for two hours. We came to a deal on 600000 yeah. got to honor that. And he said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll do that. So uh, that was the second deal, and uh, I 
worked really hard to put the money together. I, I took on an investor and I uh, bought ha- half of it myself too. Awesome. So you really quickly stepped up, you know, from a five unit to a 30 unit. It's a pretty big, big jump. And, you know, you were doing this before the foreclosure crisis, right? So I imagine you're getting started in 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. Talk to us about your experience as a real estate investor during the foreclosure crisis. Well, let me talk about a little bit before the foreclosure crisis first and why the foreclosure crisis happened. So uh, in 2002, when I got started, real estate prices were going up in 2004, 2005. In 2006, I had a guy who wanted to uh, sell me four properties, and Mm -hmm. I had limited capital uh, at the time. And he said, well, uh, my friend is a mortgage broker, and what we'll do is uh, you'll get an 80% first, Mm -hmm. you'll get a 10% second, and then I'll, off the books, pay you uh, money so that you have to bring very little money (laughs) to the table. And I'm thinking, well, this is the greatest thing, this is the greatest deal in the world. Um, but I missed the paragraph in the loan documents that said I couldn't refinance for 10 years without paying all of the interest due on the loan Wow! Uh, at the time. So oh. uh, I'm a very hard worker, so I made the deal work for 10 years, and I refinanced right at the end of the 10-year. I think the interest rate was 8.75%. Wow. Um, but those are the type of things that bankers were offering people at the time, right before the foreclosure crisis. So that's why the foreclosure crisis happened is because – uh, people would do these deals, not work as hard as me, and lose them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then uh, the foreclosure crisis started in Ypsilanti very, very early on and very quickly. Uh, three landlords who owned 75 properties in the city lost them all to the bank in 2008. Wow. Maybe a little bit into 2009. And the banks put all 75 on the property in the span of two years. And I was the only uh, buyer. And uh, I had my realtor i told her the second a property hits the mls offer 50 percent of what the bank is uh asking wow and quite often the bank accepted it wow uh you know these bankers were looking at lists of thousands of properties on their desk and when they got an offer on one of them it was a rare thing sure like, they weren't getting offers on a lot of these stuff so when i made an offer at half price they said let's take it yeah Wow, wow. So listen, in real estate, it's, it's, it's very easy sometimes to fall victim, victim to the mentality of looking at the here and now, right? As someone who's been in the industry for almost two decades and has seen things pre-foreclosure crisis, major market correction, and then the run-up that's essentially gone on for, gosh, now what has it been, 13, 13 years roughly? Uh, what do you think is, is, is taking place now? Where do you see the market as we move forward over the next few years? Yeah, so I think it has a lot to do with construction cost. Mm-hmm. So in Michigan, uh, in Michigan and Ohio, I've probably never bought a building for more than thirty-three percent of the construction cost. And so the main question is: is when are buildings going to trade for what they cost to build? Sure. I mean, shouldn't that be what they trade for? Um, I mean, why don't they? Right. Uh, and it's because of you know government subsidies and tax credits and historic redevelopment credits and all the stuff that kind of make the market a bit messy but Mm -hmm. you know really buildings should trade for what they cost to build and so i believe that we're and in the beginning stages of real estate prices increasing uh i think i think they're going to continue to go up Uh, i don't think they're going to get to what it costs to build uh a lot in a lot of cases class c and class b but i think that it's going to continue to increase 
And uh, I think wages are going to go up. I think that we're going to pass a $15 mm-hmm. an hour minimum wage in this country. Uh, that's going to allow people to uh, rent better apartments, uh, you know, closer to work. You know, uh, I think that's going to be good for real estate. Um, and I think that uh, I think things are going to continue to to climb. Wow, that's great to hear. So it sounds like what you're telling me is that you feel that prices are going to be anchored in a sense by replacement costs. I believe and so. Since replacement costs are so high, we still have a ways to go. Yes. And then the fact that individuals will have more disposable income and, and more income to put towards a home is going to continue to, to push prices higher. That's correct. I mean, we rent we rent apartments in Toledo for an average of $550 a month. A lot of these folks earn uh, 9 to $12 an hour. Um, even like RNAs, which is a, a, a nurse type role, mm-hmm. those people in Toledo get paid $12 an hour. Wow. And I believe that uh, we're going to get a $15 minimum wage at some point. Uh, I think it should be. I think that's fair. I, I, I'm certainly supportive of that. And that would allow uh, you know, people to pay more rent, buy nicer sure. cars, uh, go out to eat more. I think it would help the economy. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to that, hopefully. So, Stuart, talk to us about, about how you source your deals. Yeah, I specialize in off-market deals, and then I specialize in winning on-market deals that have a little bit of hair on them. Mm-hmm. So uh, as an example of an on-market deal, there was this property, a four-unit in Ypsilanti, listed for $290,000. It was two structures on one parcel of land, so it was non-conforming. I offered full price. Multiple other people offered full price, and I told my realtor, I said, look, Probably the people that offered full price, they probably don't realize it's a non-conforming structure and they can't get a residential mortgage on it. You need to go win this deal by convincing them that we'll put a commercial mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. You know, Use my experience, use my track record to convince the seller to sell to me. And so we won that deal and uh, we put a commercial loan on that property. So that's, that's how I'd win on-market deals. And then off-market deals, uh, you know, you've seen my social media presence. Uh, that brings a lot of deals. I network all the time. I've written over 10,000 letters in my life to real estate uh, sellers. Mm-hmm. It works just as well for single families as it does for apartment complexes. I've written a letter to every single owner in the city of Toledo uh, apartment complex. Wow. And uh, we bought 2,000 apartments in the city of Toledo in the last five years, so wow. it works. Um, and then we also just work really aggressive with uh, brokers and real estate agents so that they bring deals to us, kind of pocket listing style. Um, And I most often don't try to, I'm a real estate broker, but I don't most often try to take part of the brokerage fee on the deal because I met a man in Toledo, a real estate broker, and he said, "Uh, Stuart, I'm gonna bring you all the best deals. And I said, that sounds great, Bruce. I'm gonna take half your commission. And he said, Oh, I'm going to bring you zero deals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean? That's not fair." <laughs> you know, I'm a broker. I want I want part of the commission to put these things together. And he said, "Well, you have to get that from your investors. You you know, I work hard to get these deals mm-hmm. under uh, under uh, listing agreements. I, I'm not going to bring them to a guy who's taking my commission all the time." So, we just have various off-market strategies. Great. That's awesome. Um so so share with us some of the, the things that you're working on right now. Yeah, so right now we're doing uh three things. Uh, first, we're a third-party manager. We'll manage anything that you own in the state of Michigan. We have experience managing anywhere from single-family homes to the largest property is a 468-unit wow. apartment complex, 30 buildings on you know 20 acres, wow. seven seven-person full-time staff, pool, fitness center, you know all that stuff. 
Uh, and so we'll manage any property as long as the owner uh, aligns with what we're trying to do, which is make a decent place safe, affordable, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and that's the first thing that we do. We manage property for others. And then the second thing we do is I get into small deals. We buy four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten unit deals around Ypsilanti and Washtenaw County, and we offer people to become our partner. Uh, if you, if the deal takes a hundred thousand cash and the investor contributes fifty thousand, they'll own fifty percent of the deal. They're a true partner in the deal, and we um, then Beale Properties manages the property long term and uh, kind of asset manages it, and the investor gets 50% of the benefit of owning the real estate with almost 0% right. of the work. And you don't need to be an accredited investor to do that type of investment because you're a true partner in the deal. You have voting rights. You you know, you know can help manage it, whatever you want to do. Although, of course, most people, once they get involved, they kind of back off and sure. just kind of see it happen. Uh, and then the third thing we do through uh, beal-capital.com is we do real estate syndications. So we sell uh, shares in our syndication for $25,000 each. And that affords investors to get into real estate investments that they couldn't do themselves. Right. On July 8th, we're buying a 60-unit in Monroe, and you could invest in that deal today. Um, and most people could, you know, the, you, you might invest in real estate for 20 years and never buy a 60-unit. Um, and that 468-unit I told you about, that's a real estate syndication that we did. And so that's an opportunity for just $25,000 to own a very large property uh, by partnering with us. Awesome. Wow. So you've got a lot of things going on, a lot of great things. It's, that's uh, really good to hear. So listen, you've been around for quite some time, a lot of experience. You've been in, 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 in very hot markets. You've been through the recession, through a lot of different experiences. I would love if you would share with our viewers the top three pieces of advice that you have based on your experience. Yeah. So the, the first thing people ask me is, uh, Stuart, how do I get involved in real estate? Uh, should I wholesale? Should I uh, get private money. Um, what I say is that you should don't quit your job, earn money at your job, save up an appropriate amount of money so that you can do your first deal the safe and normal way. Uh, don't mess with hard money. Don't wholesale. Don't do all this zero money down funky stuff. Save up twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars buy a three-bedroom single-family house, duplex, triplex, something like that, and house hack it or put do, do a deal where you're going to have some sweat equity in the deal. That's the, that's the first thing I, I tell people. And then the second thing people ask me is how to find off-market deals. And what I do is I provide value to real estate owners. So that, that's really my thing is provide value. Every relationship that you have, you should provide value to that relationship or you probably should not have that relationship. Um, and so people ask me constantly, uh, you know, for advice and help. And I spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes typing out a real detailed email uh, explaining, you know, what I think about what they got going on. And so I, I'll tell you a story. A man named Bill, he called me about a year ago and said, Stuart, I want you to manage three properties that I bought. And I said, okay, here's my management contract. That I didn't hear from a while. And I saw a sign uh, go up on the house from a different property management company. I'm like, Bill. What the heck? Like, I'm the Ypsilanti guy. You're going to hire someone else? He's like, yeah, I did. I was like, okay, no problem. So then, like a month later, he sends me an Ypsilanti question. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. He didn't hire me. Yeah. You know, why isn't he asking his property manager? But, you know, I type out the type out the response. Two months later, he sends me, like, a real complicated one, one that's going to take probably 45 minutes to figure out and respond. You know, and people say, like, why don't you consult and charge money per hour to answer these questions? I said, well... 
I'm trying to do deals. I'm not trying to be a consultant. So sure. I sit down, I write, write it out. And uh, he's like, wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And then a couple months later, he says, Stuart, I want to sell these three buildings to you. There you go. Off market. Fair price. Can you issue me a contract today? I'll sign it today. So on a Saturday, I sat down and typed him a contract, and he signed it the very same day for three buildings, a, a four-unit, uh, a five-unit, and then uh, another four-unit. There you go. And they're all right next to each other, beautiful properties, and that's how you provide value to people, and it'll come back to you. Awesome. What was the third piece of advice? Uh, the, thir- the, third, the third piece is uh, how do I invest, uh, how do I vet um, other real estate investments with other people? And what I say is uh, check the references very carefully and uh, go see the real estate. Make sure they actually own it. You know, you can actually ask them for the deed, you know, uh, to make sure you're not getting into some sort of uh, scam situation. There you go. Love it. So earn money and save to do your first deal, provide value and everything else follows. I love that one. And then check references, see the real estate before you get started. Hey, Stuart, really appreciate you joining us today. You added some major value to our viewers. Thank you. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. Look forward to seeing you soon.